the Isloka Vidu, knower of the worlds. And uh, I would like to use the plural for worlds, worlds rather than world, because I think it's a more interesting reflection to think of each one of us creating our own world. And each one of us lives within our own world when we're when we're caught with our delusions. <coughs> so the reason why there's so much, so many problems in in uh, communities, in marriages, in societies, and women, because people are living in their own worlds, and so each one uh, believes their world is somehow the real one or the one that they're they're committed to and they're they're attached to their view <clears throat> so the buddha is the knower of the worlds meaning he knows that the world is something that we create <coughs> out of ignorance so the world isn't isn't a planet or the anything like that it's a, it's what you create out of out of uh, avicca or ignorance, which is much more psychological approach, isn't it, to to the problem? Because we, the Western, the Western world, when I mean, we have, we have very kind of fixed views about things, tend to see things in very fixed ways, and. Uh, we assume that everybody lives in the same world, then we wonder why people don't understand each other very well, or why we we uh, we have so many problems. Why a man and a wife, um, uh, a woman and her husband can't can't live together very well without endless misunderstandings and quarrels. And, and now there's no, you know, modern society doesn't demand that anyone stay together. So you can just, you know, it encourages a kind of just an independence, and uh, and uh, and also a belief in in your own world as being somehow uh, the important issue of your life. And then you can see in the in Dhamma we're getting to outside the world. We're transcending the world. We're transcending the creations of our mind. And so that's why the position is the Buddha who sees the Dhamma. The, this this intuitive awareness, this direct knowing of things, uh, seeing that, and so uh, the Buddha would say, oh, all conditions are impermanent. So that applies to everything, uh, you know, the thoughts, feelings. But you're not attaching to impermanence as a as a projection onto life, you're contemplating it feeling it, feeling impermanence, feeling you know, like when, when, you're, when you're contemplating the four Satipatthanas, you're willing to, to actually uh, be with those, with the, with, ve- with the body, with the Vedana, the feeling, with the mental states, of, with the Dhamma. You're, you're, not, you're not just, it's not just abstract thinking and, and projections. Uh, onto onto life about uh, intellectual projections, but it's a real grounding and and real participation, but a watching, a 
a state of watching awareness rather than than just uh, grasping and and uh, believing, following, or resisting or rejecting. Like you find some things come up in your mind that say bring up emotions or say memories of the past or perceptions of other people or or situations in which you have emotions uh, you feel anger or resentment say negative uh, emotion and yet there's that which is aware of it isn't it that is that which is noting, that is observing. So in reflecting in this way, your, your refuge is in the, in the awareness rather than in the condition. And, and, and therefore the condition itself becomes almost, it is what it is, but it's not, it, it becomes kind of disempowered through this awareness, there's a use of wisdom and awareness. So somehow the worlds we create no longer seem very real. They seem very artificial. Like, uh, just say, the worlds I create out of my habits, to me, no longer, they're no longer very real. They seem, you know, very uh, kind of, uh, oftentimes uh, very unreal and, and very artificial. Because one's abiding, resting in that knowing uh, and contemplating rather than, than in trying to figure it out and, and uh, trying to op uh, uh, say operate from the position of a self trying to do something. So, I mean if, if I if, if we don't break through the self-illusion then, then, then whatever we do in this life it all still comes out of the basic assumption of I, my practice, me as a monk, me as a personality, my view of this, my view of that, and, and therefore it's, you know, we can, we can form various views about Buddhism and, and, and uh, kind of get some kind of knowledge about Buddhism, but we're not getting to the real, to the real uh, center, to the, to the place, to the, to the empty spot to the still point that's why it's timeless because it's still point and it's, it's always it's always now it's not not at the end of a retreat it's now and uh, and therefore the the uh, practice is always now rather than going on retreats And even in the busy, when life gets busy, one can still contemplate. You know, it doesn't, uh, it isn't, uh, it doesn't uh, stop us from contemplating, from stopping, from, from observing, from, from recognizing the, the state, the condition that, that we're in, the, the movement of the mind, the emotion, the, uh, the mood of our mind is, just that. 
and then <coughs> so you you more have a sense of abiding in this spaciousness of the mind like it both has this like a still point but also it's it's incredibly spacious it's not tight the worlds we create are tight and and uh, they're very you know unpleasant usually to to live in all the anxiety and worry and self-consciousness and, and jealousy and envy and and feelings of being offended and so forth. those kind of worlds are are miserable states to to have to spend time in as we all know but then the knower of the world the Buddha the loka we do and we do is a word for knowing a wise sagely knowing of things knowing the world is the world Yesterday, people uh, people were talking to me about uh, rebirth, or reincarnation, death, and well, you feel so frustrated because you realize that they're, they're t we're talking in two different. I mean, they're coming from uh, all kinds of assumptions, and uh, and they're Buddhists. They're like Sri Lankan Buddhists, but all kinds of assumptions and. Uh, So, so, what do you say? You, you more or less give a, a reasonable, logical opinion on it, but, or try to give, get, try to make some reflection for them. Try to, try to, uh, maybe shake them up a bit from their usual assumptions about life after death, reincarnation, and that. <coughs> You can see when you break through the illusions of the of the world, then uh, it's th things are seen in a very different way. So, like in that poem, he is not dead; he doth not sleep; he has awakened from the dream of life. And so that they this is. The dream of life. You can awake from that before the body dies. In fact, and so this 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 direct looking. It's very direct. It's a, the Buddha in his Ujjupatipano, one who practices directly. Couldn't be more direct than this. <clears throat> but then the reflection on things are what they are, I found helpful because uh, there's a tendency to want to say, uh, to put things off as illusions or, or, or kind of uh, dismiss life as a kind of illusion. 
and just, it's all illusory and a, and a kind of dismissal of of uh, our human experience and, and the thoughts and feelings that we have. And that doesn't work, just to dismiss things by saying they're all illusions. Because then you're grasping the idea that it's an illusion. And that you, 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 you're, you're still holding to a view. So, and it's not to, to go around believing that this is all an illusion. It is what it is right now. This moment is just this. We can create illusions around it. We can start analyzing it and, and trying to read all kinds of things, project and be complicated. But in in just a moment of mindfulness, yeah, it's just this. The mind stops and there's what? And this say the basis of this moment is that there's the body, there's consciousness, <coughs> feeling. There's the, the Nama Rupa Salayatana Pasa Vedana. And then whether we create Dhanha, Upadana, Pawa is, uh, is up to us, isn't it? Whether we, if we're heedless, then we, then we uh, make, we create desires around the pleasant or unpleasant of, of a situation or of an experience. So then that takes us to Jati Jaramarana Soka Pariteva Tomana Upayasa, all the anguish and despair. But if we if we don't grasp, don't create desire around the way it is, which is, this is the way it is, like this. Or just say, uh, just perceptions of people, like, like uh, it's so easy to, to, uh, to think of somebody and then to, and then to think we've got to do something, like, like uh, it's always, I've got to work out my relationship with so-and-so, or I've got to come to terms with my mother or father, I've got to work out this problem with this person, or and and we we hold the, the <coughs> kind of new age thinking, isn't it? Where we're we're always uh, creating this. There's problems that we've got to solve with somebody else. Work out my relationship with so and so. But then, actually, when, in terms of dhamma, that that's a, just a perception, isn't it? <coughs> and the perception of somebody is just a perception. Just a and it is what it is. It's just that. It's not a real person. It's not. It's nothing more than that. It's just that alone. Perception. And by contemplating this, then we we don't create all these problems about having to work out relationships and and uh, solve problems. And I mean we. We can uh, use, use common sense in, in not creating problems or apologizing when we're wrong, things like this, being a decent kind of human being, but, but not, to, hold, not to, to create yourself or somebody else as a, in a fixed kind of perceptual way anymore. Like getting to the, the self-view as you, as you recognize how that arises, the sense of oneself, and you can you stop it. It's no longer real. 
I mean, some things are very convincing and, and seem very important. So, so uh, it's like uh, you can you can see sometime and you're meditating, and then then some problem comes up, something, some problem that you're having, and uh, and then you, uh, you 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 kind of give it a lot of uh, of attention as this problem that I have. And then, uh, then one can just go round and round with this problem, <coughs> and uh, with all the kinds of things you let go of it, and and all the rest. I've got to do something. Got to solve it. Got to let go of it. But in 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 a in a in a moment of sati and panya, then it's just seen it. It is it is exactly just that. It, it's seen. It is. It is a problem. It has a perceptual appearance of, of being a problem, and then of course we get intimidated and caught up in uh, on the on the level of a, of being my problem. So we do make life uh, uh, incredibly complicated all the time. It's just. It's just fraught with with problems and issues and and uh, failures and sense of oneself is uh, being being shattered or pushed down or being oppressed or being um, you know we can see other people as arrogant we can feel uh, ourselves as being oppressed by them as as being you know. The way we we create these problems in a community. So that that satipanya, just that immediacy of direct awareness. It is what it is. It's just that. And then it kind of stops it, like you. You freeze it in time, and it's just—it's just—it's just what it is, and and it—you're uh, not making it into anything more than that. And you, and you can let it go. Then there's a emotional things where you find yourself really, uh, really liking. There's certain emotional things and habits that one doesn't want to to let go of. So then you, then you, uh, you contemplate this. Uh, do I want to be reborn again? Is this is this kind of person that that thinks like this, that that carries on like this? And when you contemplate, I don't want. I, I'm <coughs> tired of just being a victim of of these uh, boring old emotions that I keep that I can keep reproducing. They get boring. I mean, one gets so fed up with one's mind because it—it's uh, it's, you know—you—it's just uh, you're repeating the same things over and over again. So then you have this insight: I'm not going to bother with this anymore. I'm not just going to stop, stop messing around, stop fooling around with this stuff, and just trust in this attention to life. Not make problems about whether I have 
people understand me or whether things are going to go right or whether this will work out or whether what I should be or do or my relationship with everyone and and uh, I find the more I let go of myself the better my relationships are with you when I start thinking about myself then then I then I then I create problems about you too it works they go together so so that the this uh, you have me, uh, then you, then there's you. It's the, that basic delusion of separateness. So I trust in it, this, this letting go, this non-attachment to self. Study the self. I've had years of, of real investigation of self. 28 years, 29 years now of monastic life is watching having to to learn through all kinds of trials and errors and through being totally fed up mainly with myself I never people are never nobody's, nobody in my whole life has ever been as cru relentlessly cruel or tyrannical and critical towards me as I am. Not one person, and I'm not even the person that did the most horrible things to me, it's, it's not as horrible as what I do to me. A critic, an endless critic. I have such a mind that I couldn't do anything without this critic coming in and saying, it should have been better. I couldn't do anything. Even if I did things really well, and everybody said, oh, you, you, you gave a marvelous talk. That was so inspiring. It really helped me. And the, and the tyrant, tyrant would come and say, don't believe it, it wasn't very good. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, you can't win with that. It's just a, it's just a habit. You, know? you realize, even if I... You become king of the world. <laughs> Win all the prizes and get all the acclaim and everybody saying, you're the absolute tops. The terrorists say, don't believe it, you're not really. <laughs> you shouldn't have done that, you shouldn't have done this. And so that this one, but by listening, one began to see it was, a, it was a habit of the mind. It wasn't anything profound or deep. It wasn't modesty. Because it was, it was tyrannical. Modesty is, is, has sense, common sense to it and can admit things. But this was just a, a, an emotional habit. And it's dead. It just like it just, you do this and then this thing comes. It's like it, whatever you do, that. Is, is goes along with it with the, with the with the perception of yourself when you're grasping the perception of yourself that's why it always goes on no matter how successful you might be or how well you might do something uh, that tyrant goes along with it because the, the basic problem is with the self not with the, the thing that's being done 
So that's why the the the, the uh, self is such a basic delusion that that the anatta, the this uh, investigation of self. So you really ignore it. You can spot it immediately. It's all these. I can really spot the self. You feel it. I can. Uh, you get different feelings. Suddenly, you know, you can feel this. It's like a cloud taken over your mind. You know, there's a definite. The world, knower of the world, and the world is like this, like a big cloud. Fear and grief convulses as it consumes day by day, and cold hopes swarm like worms within our living clay. <laughs> that's the that's the world. That's the that's the self, isn't it? Like cold hopes swarm like worms within our living clay. Now then, the, the, when that self has been witnessed <coughs> and observed, then the, the release of that, it's just a matter of not, not following, not, you, once you see it, then it's... When there's Dhamma, things are Dhamma then. It changes from, from this, this sense of me struggling with the world to the Buddha seeing the Dhamma, knowing things as they are. So this world, this, this material world is Dhamma then. This, we're Dhamma, this is the human situation, the trees and the mountains and the sky and the weather and the, and the, the human condition and everything is seen in terms of Dhamma rather than in terms of self and preferences, views and opinions. From that perspective of Dhamma then then problems are solved. One can solve things, one can, because it's, it's uh, these things are uh, not really. I mean, they're not a problem. All problems can be solved if there's dhamma. But when when we get into fixed positions as as individuals, and then we, we it's like Bosnia. I mean, it's just still going on. Can't agree on anything. How many years now? It's almost three years. Or so. Just you know, everybody trying to solve the problems. The UN, the NATO, the Americans, the the, the Germans, and the British and the French, and everybody's trying to to solve the problem. There's no dumb in it. There's no truth. It's all. It's all just, uh, you know, just a mass of of cell of cold hopes swarm like worms in Sarajevo. It's just the city now that is there's no hope. You know, there used to be used to be like it's cold hopes. Because there's no, there's no real admission of what the problem is, or what, or, or so there's no real solution to it. It's just a matter of just wearing people down, 
in where one just finally gives up from exhaustion. But is that a victory, or is that worth anything? Just to, you know, like a pyrrhic victory. Both kind of exhausted, but one is more exhausted than the other. <laughs> and then the the bad karma one is made, and the delusions, and that they carry on just to the through time, the memories. That's why in the silence, these words like the empty vessel or the silence or the valley, uh, these symbols, the still point, that's that's not all that difficult to to know, to realize. And then you have, from that place, from that point, then there's then the, then one contemplates. You, you listen. You like the four foundations of mindfulness. You, you know to see the the body in the body is you're, you're going right to your own body. It's not thinking about bodies as some abstract thing. It's this thing right here. This thing with its elements and its organs and its breath and its heat or its cold or its pleasure or pain. It's like this. You're contemplating it in terms of Dhamma now, not from personal position. When it becomes personal then it then it we go into a different mode. If we the the cloud, the cold hope swarm again. We become somebody with a body. But in, in that reflection, then it's an object, it's a foundation of mindfulness, it's an object that we contemplate. And so bringing the body into the mind, is a, rather than trying to concentrate on your body, uh, because that's how we tend to think, isn't it? I concentrate on my body, but actually we're bringing, just like, what do we do when we, we uh, we, 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 to do Anapanasati, you have to remind yourself where your nose is. To go to the, to the nostrils. So you just think nose and just go there. Just conscious, you're allowing, bringing it into consciousness, whether you think right ear, uh, big toe of left foot. As soon as you think those words, then you're, you're, you bring those, those parts into your consciousness. Because that's how my mind works. I think big toe on right foot. That I can. I'm very immediately conscious of my big toe on my right foot. That's the conscious. The big toe is in consciousness. <coughs> I'm not putting my mind onto my big toe. The big toe is coming. Is is in the mind. Simple as that. So, so then, so then, uh, can do it with the whole body. I can uh, practice just contemplating the whole, just thinking whole body. 
and just letting the mind kind of embrace this, this sense the body is a whole thing from the top of the head to the soles of the feet <clears throat> or it can do it in sections like the right leg or left leg or the pelvis or the lower part of the body below the navel or the upper part of the body above the navel or the head or the shoulders or whatever you know you can do it in in, in uh, a very minute to just a very specific tiny little bit to to the whole and so that's how the mind works it is incredibly uh, useful this mind you can you can do all kinds of things with it so the body is a foundation so as you as you bring the body into the mind into consciousness that you, you start looking at the body you see experiencing your body in a different way than you do when you're just caught in the habits of your physical habits and the sense of yourself as being this body say Vedana Vedananupasana with pleasure with a pleasant and unpleasant and neutral feeling And suddenly you're, you're, you're bringing feeling into consciousness. So you're, will, you're feeling things. You're not just reacting. You, if you're not doing this, then you, if you're heedless, then with pleasure you, you want more, and if pain you want to get rid of it. Neutral, you never notice it. But in, in this, this, then feeling is now in the mind. So you're, 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 feeling, you're feeling the pleasure or the pain or the neutral Vedana. You're willing to, to bear with the like unpleasant feeling, pain. You're letting it into. You're, you're willing it. To, you're willing it to be. You're allowing it into conscious, uh, and then you can reflect upon it. Once you let something, you you make it conscious, and you can contemplate it. <coughs> Impermanent, anicca dukkanata. <coughs> And then with the jitanupasana, the, the, the mental states, the moods, the aramana of the mind. So if they're feeling tense or feeling anxious or feeling high or feeling low or feeling happy or feeling elated or feeling miserable or not feeling much of anything, you can you you're, it's, it's, you're bringing your you're allowing it to be conscious. You're not just uh, reacting to to moods, following them or suppressing them. So it's like this conscious then vinyana is like a it's 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 a, a kind of mirror-like function. We we get we, that's why we call it reflecting because we we see these things and like they're being reflected in a mirror we can see them they're not self they're not mine they're just things passing by their their conditions changing then take that the kind of mood of sometimes you don't even know you don't have a way of describing the mood you're in 
You don't have to, you don't have to perceive it as being anything. It's this this way, the mood. Right now, the mood I'm in. It's just the way it is. How do you, how would I put it into words? It's well, it's kind of maybe <laughs> write a poem about it, you know, but it is what it is at this moment. It's like this. It's not, you know, you don't have to name it or describe it, but you know it because it's you're you're it's you're allowing it to be consciously experienced. And so so then uh, so then the the. The mental states are seen uh, for what they are, not not no longer identified as a, and clung to as a self. And that which is observing, that which can know, that which that that which is aware and contemplate, that which is awake, because this is the practice of awakened awareness attention. So then the then the Tamanu Pasna Sadibatana, the seeing Dhamma. See this is the fourth foundation of mindfulness. Contemplating the, the, the really using the Four Noble Truths as a as a tool for reflection. Because it helps to really to 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 see things in, in that way, you know. Because it's a different way of thinking than, than the conditioned way of thinking, than the cultural way of thinking. Culture, people in any culture don't think in terms of Four Noble Truths or Paticca Samuppada. Not even in Buddhist countries do they think in those terms. <laughs> so, I mean, so, I mean, we've all got our own cultural conditioning and personal tendencies and but our own karma, but but the the Dhamma teachings, you see, are is is our skillful uh, Dhamma teachings to to uh, be able to contemplate and think and to use use thoughts, use these teachings to clarify, to understand things. <coughs> And they're all they're very you know they if used rightly then they're then they're, they're the most you know really marvelous uh, aids towards understanding but it's not attachment to to Dhamma teachings is it we're not attaching to Dhamma teachings tamanu pasana Saribatan is actually applying those teachings you know, taking taking the tool and using it not just Admiring it from a distance. So Dhamma then is in consciousness. We're consciously, they seeing Dhamma, knowing Dhamma. So that's Buddha, isn't it? Buddha knows the Dhamma. So Buddha, remember, is a very powerful word. And it, uh, in the, that refuge in Buddha Dhamma Sangha, 
is a very is very profound. But then we forget all this and we go back to our old habits, but then we remember also. So don't despair, no matter how many times you, re- you forget, you can uh, that many times remember. So it's, uh, in, in, it's not a matter of, of uh, you know, of, of, uh, of, of the letting the tyrant take over and saying, oh, there you go again, forgetting. There, you lost it, you said something you shouldn't have. There, you didn't do that right. And, and you've been practicing, and how many years now? And you've, God, it's a hopeless case. <coughs> Don't believe it, they shut up. I'm not gonna mess with this anymore, this tyrant. I've had enough of this tyrant. <coughs> this tyrant is no more going to uh, take over my mind. Stop it. You go to the silence. Learn to just stop. Uh, stop giving interest and space and, and belief to, the, to those bad habits. Cold hopes. Swarm like worms. Because we don't. We don't have to spend I've got to spend how many years working through my problems and trying to get over this and trying to deal with that and work on my anger and and there's probably some latent things there that I haven't even discovered yet. Who knows what's lying deep down inside. What horrors I have to face yet in this life. Some hideous monsters the hairy hairy man iron john and things primordial male form or some kind of reptilian monster that dinosaur that might can suddenly come into consciousness could imagine anything But that is just, uh, that's maker of the world again, isn't it? Making a world of possibilities and, and all kinds of things that you could, that are possible, you know. All kinds of latent tendencies, that used to be terrifying to me. When, when I was in university and they talk about latent tendencies, God, who knows what, what that is, you know. What kind of horrible things, you know, I haven't come up with that I, you know, because imagine the worst, at least the inner tyrant in my mind always, imagine the worst possible scenario. Like there's some kind of mad maniac. (laughs) It could just suddenly take me over. But uh, that's not the way it is. You know, if you if you believe in those things, then you create those conditions. But but then in this form, say of the sangha, 
the, the Samana Sangha, you've got this incredible uh, support, the moral, the moral commitment and the renunciation, these things are incredibly powerful support for the holy life. So I mean it's uh, nothing to fear on the level of, uh, of, of that, of, of things taking you over. It's a matter of just seeing things for what they are now. <coughs> just seeing the Dhamma of it rather than, than making, a, a, making a big thing of it. It's just what it is. in that moment with everything changing so things are what well, they are only for that moment they're not going to stay that way you see so <laughs> it's not like that's the way it is as if it's that's the way it's going to be forever that the way it is is this, this moment this is just the way it is it's the most obvious truth isn't it this moment could only be like this it couldn't be any other way it's this this way Now you're pointing to it. We're not saying it's good or bad or anything. We're just pointing. It's this way, and kind of we, our mind stops and we kind of open to this moment. It's like this. And then we want to grasp what is it? What is it anyway? But it's just this. Right now, the, my mind just it just stops. There's nothing. Doesn't doesn't perceive it as anything. It's just aware of it of this moment. It's like this. And actually, that when I say things like that, the mind, the thinking mind, doesn't stops. It just, and, and the mind is quite open to to just being attentive to this moment, to this time, just this way. And then I can maybe reflect on maybe how I'm feeling. Because sometimes, you know, you find yourself maybe worried about something or or you have some kind of thing on your mind <coughs> and you've got there comes some kind of thing going on inside you and you and uh, then you just observe that it's just this way it's just what it is and that helps you to that's remembering isn't it the Dhamma Tis we who lost in stormy visions keep with phantoms an, an unprofitable strife and in mad trance strike with our spirit's knife in vulnerable nothings. This beautiful description of the world that people create, isn't it? <coughs> We have those who have not awakened from the dream of life and, and in mad trance strike with our spirit's knife in vulnerable nothings. So it's a, a life going on just in this kind of uh, the tyrants, the monsters, the, the desires, the, the whole thing is just churning away in people's lives. And, striking things out, you know, invulnerable, nothing, nothing, but yet we give them, we make them so important, make them so, you know, causes of all kinds of things. So it's 
and then we awaken, we remember, we forget, we remember again, we forget again, we remember again. So, so mindfulness is this ability to awaken, to be awake and remember, to awaken and go to sleep. Awaken. Wake. <laughs> Wake. <laughs> remember to be awake. <laughs> After a while, if you keep remembering, then being awake is is uh, is it? Uh, you 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 become less forgetful and more awake. But at first, one is not used to being awake very much. One is just maybe in a crisis suddenly things, your mind stops and you have to <coughs> do something. So you suddenly awaken and you do something. Like you find in a crisis sometimes you really, you can operate brilliantly. And, and then when, when the crisis is over you collapse in a heap of hysteria. I've seen that happen to myself and to others. So in uh, when, when, when the life is in danger, say physical danger or something, then so, you, know, you don't have time to, to think about yourself and that you just got to survive. So you, you do that. And then when you're nice and safe, then you oh God, collapse in a heap. <laughs> so it's a... Uh, so the danger, and, and that brings us, makes us pay attention, you know, when our life is in danger, or uh, then, then, then we are very quite mindful and, and, atten- and pay attention, but out of just instinct and necessity. But in middle class welfare systems such as Western Europe and, and such as countries like this, we can, we can sleep our whole lives away. <laughs> There's no real urgency here, is it, to do anything? You can just go on the dole and have a joint now and then. <laughs> Find a partner till you get tired. Try this out. Go to India. <laughs> This country will support you, you know, you can, it's easy to just, to sleep here. <laughs> so, so it's, uh, it's not anywhere, say if life is more difficult, you, you, uh, I mean in Sarajevo, I imagine people are much more awake. <clears throat> but, um, but also, in, you know, what we're doing is 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 learning the learning how to awaken without having to resort to dangerous situations. It's such a, a matter of reminding and and getting and be and appreciating that because when there's that awakened alertness, then then there is then it's possible to to learn from life and to uh, and to and not be frightened of life, to, to flow with life in, this, in a state of awareness and wisdom, then we know how to live within this, this uh, limitation of human form. We can, 
we can bear all of that and that's that's not really a problem that the human body and, and all the rest it's learning how to to free ourselves from our delusions around it we decay like corpses in a charnel fear and grief convulse us and consume us day by day <laughs> and cold hopes swarm like worms within our living place Like here, we can just, we just, you know, we're all decaying, aren't we? We're all getting old. <laughs> all of us are getting older, so we're decaying. Corpses in a charnel. It's an interesting one, seeing all these kind of decaying people here. <laughs> fear, fear and grief convulse us and consume us day by day. And then we, you know, we always, like, grief is an interesting one. What is grief? Because you don't realize how much grief you have in life. Because you, well, I mean, at least I didn't. Because I saw grief only in, in kinds of, like, when your mother died, or your goldfish died or something, then you felt grief. But, but grief is, is, is loss of the loved, or loss of, of what you're used to, or all kinds of disappointments in life is grief. We, we have a grief experience. Well, there's a lot of grieving that, that oftentimes we just, we, you know, stiff upper lip and never mind, I can take it and, and, and just dismissing it. But, but uh, this, this uh, in Satipatthana, you're actually willing to feel the grief and recognize it. So it's fully conscious grief and then, then you're no longer... Uh, Deluded by that 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 emotion. And it's like you you know even though some people regard us as Buddhists as people who are passive and 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 running away from life. That's how many people probably if you went into Great Gaddesden they said what about those Buddhists? Oh, just a bunch of you know people trying to avoid life and not have responsibilities and uh, sit you know trying to trying to get out of things, can't face the real world. But um, that's not my experience as a monk. You really have to face everything and feel. And But you, you begin to realize you have that strength in that, uh, and, and, you, and you, you incline, you really uh, want to feel life. Where before, I was afraid of life. Afraid to feel it. it. I was afraid of being hurt. It's too dangerous, too fraught, too too many things that could go wrong. I could be think too many. My ego, the sense of myself, and everything was always under threat, and so life was a very uh, kind of frightening experience as a lay person. I was afraid of life and afraid of you know trying. To, I was really trying to manipulate things to so that I could get out of things, of situations that I, that I might get hurt, I might feel I might be dangerous, or I might be hurt, or rejected. So that you learned how to kind of do a kind of sleazy manipulation of your life. And it was most unsatisfactory. <laughs> Cold hopes swarm like worms kind of life. And the, 
where in this way you 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 have a you, you know what life is is loka we do is knower of the world and so therefore and you're willing to feel it you're willing to feel loss grief to feel that the uh, And you, you will, you're deliberately allowing those emotions into your consciousness, you know, embracing them, letting them be what they are, so like in Jitanupasana, fully letting them be consciously acknowledged and accepted. And then, of course, you're seeing them in terms of Dhamma. They arise, they cease, what arises ceases. And you're seeing it's, it's, a, it's an emotion uh, uh, that... that uh, is not self, it is what it is, but it's not mine. It's just, it is exactly just that, it is what it is. And so you're breaking down the illusion that, that I'm grieving. There is this, it's like this. It feels like this. And then it, when it's gone, it's, there is, it's, it's no longer present now. Now, in consciousness, that emotion, that grief is, has ceased, the cessation of it. So there's grief, and then there's the cessation of grief that we can observe through this satipatthana practice.